What's going on to the Point Podcast? How are you guys doing? This is Pastor Colton here with you again for another episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, I love you guys. Merry Christmas. We are here. It is the, the season of joy and giving and all the good stuff, family and friends and, and celebrating the birth of our Savior. So it's an awesome season. Uh can also be a busy season. So I'm praying for you. Uh, each day that you would see the real meaning of Christmas this year, unlike you ever have, for a fresh revelation. Well, thank you guys, as always. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Our goal with To The Point Podcast is to add value to your life, to give you something to hold on to, to take throughout your day, to make you better disciples and better followers of Christ. And today, I have... My brother from another mother, (laughs) wild man, Pastor Daniel Sims with us today. What's going on, guys? Pastor Daniel, uh, Pastor Daniel, if you don't know him, let me just tell you, you need to. He is the funniest, most lovable dude probably that you've ever ran into and that you've ever met. You're so, I mean, you have so much life, dude, and you're, so, you really are. You're fun, you're a joy to be around. I heard somebody, somebody told me this one time. They said, Colton, you give me life when I'm around you. That's he awesome. said, there are two types of people, people that give you, li- give you life and people that drain you. He said, you know those people yeah. that you're around when you leave and you feel like you're a year older That's true, because man. they've just drained you. And Daniel is a type of person... You're a dude that that you give life well, thank you. to me, and I feel energy. Well, good. Whenever that's, you leave, that's a that's a great compliment. I so you're that. gonna get some energy today if you're listening. Um, yeah, we're just gonna. So Pastor Daniel uh, plays on Remnant Worship. You are what's your official title? Assistant Worship Pastor. Assistant Worship Pastor, and you have been for how long now? Oh man, uh, let's see. We're in November, so since the summer. Since the uh, summer, yeah, okay. I would think. Yeah. So. so tell us about your life. What should we know about you if we don't know you? If we've never met you? Sure, sure. So uh, I'm just a simple guy, kind of a country boy. Uh, Raising a house full of kids, got uh, four children with my beautiful wife, Kristen, uh, seven-year-old Sophia, five-year-old Jackson, and two sweet little newborn uh, twins, girls, Clarabeth and Gabriella. So life is busy for you, huh? Super busy. And so, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, and I I sell insurance uh, through IFLAG, so I've been doing that for about three years. I grew up in church. I uh, was raised, you know, in the house of God where the word of God was preached from cover to cover. Yeah. And, um, you know, through just through life, uh, had uh, probably enough, you know, enough word to choke a bull elephant. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and sometimes you, you hear, you're a hearer of the word and you, and you go through Ooh, life as a teenager and a, a young man and you, 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 Stop being a doer of the word, and you're uh, like a man who looks intently in a mirror, that's exactly and right. turns away and forgets exactly what right. he looks like. Exactly right, and, and have experienced uh, things that I don't want my children to have to to suffer through. Um, because boy, you, well, you about to preach that man? Well, Come on, just saying. You know, you you look at when you have kids, it puts things in a new perspective for you, and you 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 want their testimony to be that they've never had to taste certain things the that they've never testimony. had. 
to yeah. to suffer the the the, the negative effects of all yeah. that stuff because the wages of sin is death. We know that. Yeah. And so, um, but I'm just thankful to, that God has put me where I'm at, uh, despite of myself. Yeah. You know, in spite of myself, He's still uh, blessed me, and He's still been faithful. And even when we fall short, He's still a faithful God. Wow, that's so good. So I just want to thank you. Yes, Y'all heard he's got four kids four. and two baby babies twins three months old that are three months old yeah. and he still took some time out of his day to get lunch with me and then to come on to the point podcast to talk you had me with food so there you go you had me with food. <laughs> <laughs> well okay so so the reason I called you on today uh is well, well really I just I've wanted to have you on here just to to talk to you but since we're in the Christmas season uh man I really have this idea I want to talk about the importance of shepherds that we see in scripture and the importance of maybe a flock of sheep it's 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 funny to me mm-hmm. how a multitude of angels appeared to shepherds of like I get the three wise men right, right like right, right. like they're filthy rich they came yeah. from a long ways off i get that they followed the star i get that yeah but why the shepherds and i wanted to talk about that a little bit today um and kind of what the relationship is with followers of christ and mm-hmm. sheep and the holy spirit and the shepherd right. um so what do you have uh in regards to that why do you think the lord sent angels to uh, appear to those shepherds, and why did they go visit baby Jesus before anyone else? Well, first of all, you know, when you look at it, the the Bible talks about, in the King James Version, it mentions either shepherd or the plural form shepherds 74 times. So Whoa. it puts an emphasis on that for a reason. Yeah. Uh, just like with anything, whether it's love or whether it's, you know, when they when it's mentioned over and over and over, God is wanting Get us to pay attention. Get your attention, exactly. yes. And so, uh, you know, in, in, in different translations, it's, it's mentioned different times. Um, and so, you know, when you're looking at what the model that God has called us to follow, you know, we have a pastor who is our, our shepherd here with Grace Point. Yeah. And, and so um, he leads his flock just like we are to follow Christ. We are the, we are the sheep. Um, but everything that we do here on earth is a, is a mirror of what God, you know, would like for us to be like. So yeah. what we're trying to get to. Right. Um, and so, you know, what kind of like we talked about at lunch, um, God uses the lowly people, the people that, that the religious people wouldn't feel like they're not qualified. Yeah. King David, who yeah. was a shepherd. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the run of the litter. He gets mm-hmm. to be king, yeah. you know, and... I love that the you know scripture tells us that that uh Christ chose the foolish things of this world mm-hmm. to shame mm-hmm. the wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this subject kind of goes a lot along the lines with that. Yeah. One of the things I've been I've been thinking a lot about each time I get the opportunity to speak and the opportunity to 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 preach is I think, you know, God used the donkey to speak before yeah. and now he's doing it again through me. Like <laughs> like Come he, on, man. He, he no. used he used Balaam's donkey to speak and to bring a word, no. <laughs> uh, and now he's doing the same thing through Colton. And uh, man, God God is awesome at uh, he's no he's no respecter of persons. That's Acts ten or Acts eleven. 
that God, uh, let me let me look at that real quick. That God's no respecter of persons, meaning it, it doesn't matter who it is to him. It, it's right. all about the heart, and it's That's all right. about uh, availability. The availability. That's, right. That's so good. Okay, God shows no partiality, Acts uh-huh. 10, 34. God shows no partiality to people. That's whenever uh, Peter had the vision of uh, the four sheets being let down, mm-hmm. he saw all of this stuff, and uh, he was sent to the uh, Gentiles. Mm-hmm. God shows no partiality, and I believe that's the same thing. Whether rich, whether poor, whether black, whether white, you know, young or old, God does not show partiality, Amen. and he wants to use you based on your availability, and that could be very well the reason that the shepherds were able to do that, yeah. because of their availability. Right. That's right. And, you know, <clears throat> and just like... You know, kind of going back to our conversation, which all led up to this uh, that we had at lunch. Uh, you know, you think about when when the sheep uh, wanders off, you yeah. know, and the shepherd goes and leaves the flock to go yeah. after that one, uh, just like Jesus did for us. Whether it, so, that's know, what I wanted to get to with this yeah. with this whole podcast is I wanted to get right here. Okay, yeah. so you know, he'll he'll forsake everything to go after that one, mm-hmm. and and when and they come out, you know. You might come out with a broken leg, you know, yeah. as a sheep. So yeah. you don't do it that's again. Right. That's right. The Bible mm-hmm. talks about. And and so that's part of that growth process. That's yeah. part of that conviction that we talked we were talking mm-hmm. about. That's that's not always fun and easy, but it's necessary. Yeah. And, you know, to get to that place where <clears throat> we look like Christ and we take on um, you know, take on his persona and, and his uh, you know, the grace that, that is portrayed we need to be able to, you know, okay, God, whatever it takes, the correction, you know, am I doing this right? And conviction and that kind yeah. of thing and getting to a place where we're sensitive to the spirit, like we talked yeah. about. We're sensitive so to- if we are gonna if we're gonna take on you said the persona of Christ, we then are the one who goes after the lost one. Sure. Right? Absolutely. So 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 we then become uh the, the yeah the shepherd that leaves the ninety nine to go after the one that's lost and the reason that the shepherd did that was because that was his that was his possession those his were what, those were his livelihood mm-hmm. that's what brought him joy that's what brought him fulfillment that's what brought his family mm-hmm. food and that's kind of the same thing like Christians are children are mm-hmm. uh, men and women are to God the Father right um, and I love that that he left the ninety nine. Well, we're uh, all called. We're all called to make disciples, right? We're all right. called to preach the gospel, right? You know, so often in in churches across America or the church in America, we we get comfortable coming to church where uh, well, we have a pastor who that's his job and he's well. Leaving. There's ninety nine people here, anyways. <laughs> what what does that's one right. person right. matter? But when we get that in our spirit that we are the church and that we are. In in our own sense, a shepherd of our flock in our household as as men of God. Yeah. But also beyond that, of witnessing to to the lost, and then somebody comes to Christ. It's not over at that point. It's not okay. We we got them in the door. Good luck. Yeah. It's now let's take this person that is a new convert that knows nothing about how to walk it walk the walk. Mm-hmm. Let's let's teach them. Let's yeah. show them. Let's disciple them. Deci- make disciples, <clears throat> not make converts. That's right. Yeah. So it's a process. It's and it's it's a beginning to end. You know, it, this life is a is a daily. You know, that's why we need people. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. In so. in Luke two, um, 
which is pretty much where we get the whole Christmas story where uh, the angels appeared to the shepherds. And uh, this is what uh, this is what it said after these angels had appeared to the shepherds, which they were terrified uh, whenever the angel showed up, right? That the first thing the angel said is, is fear not. So let's let's not get the 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 Christmas tree topper angel picture in our yeah. in our minds. Scary, yeah, scary picture. Yeah, I mean, it would be the creepiest <clears throat> thing in the world to see something like that—a multitude of angels uh, that came, but. Uh, the, the or the disciples, the the shepherds said this. Let us go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So there's that that eagerness and that availability, like Daniel said, that we should have. And a lot of people I found sit on a word mm. rather than come on rather than pursue the word. You know, uh, there was a prophecy uh, that was spoken. Uh, well, I would just say I would say it's a word, and it was it was almost kind of prophetic in nature. Mm-hmm. And God God shared this with me not long ago. Uh, this lady came up to me and she said there are going to be sixty salvations in kids' church before the year's over with. Wow. So right now we're uh, we're halfway, mm-hmm. we're at thirty. And I was like, God, you know, if this was a word from you, why why hasn't this happened? Mm-hmm. And God said, you have to work at it. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to happen wow. because. She said it was going to happen. Right. You have to push, and like you have to make it work. So that's yeah. what these shepherds did, and I loved it. Um, so they went in haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And here we go. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So not only did they respond to this word, but they also shared this word. Those could be two points mm-hmm. that we take from these shepherds. Why are these shepherds so important? They responded and they shared the word. And that's, right. I mean, that's exactly what we should do too. How do we do that better in our life? I mean, that's the fundamentals. Um, it's it's just a, a matter of looking, doing some soul searching, checking your heart. Where is your, where is your treasures? Yeah. You know, where, because it's what the Bible says, where your your treasures are that's where your heart will be mm-hmm. and is it in investing in the kingdom is it investing in in money or time uh with you know other things or is it about furthering the kingdom right. we pray that when we bless our food don't yeah. we lord let this food nourish our bodies let right. our bodies bodies to your service or yeah, to yeah, the yeah. kingdom of god yeah. or whatever but are we living that and so you know and you have to, I have to check myself you know, I mean, like we're, oh, we're sitting here talking daily, about that. It's like a daily thing. Like, what am I? What am I giving of my my time to? Right. That's that's at, when you're looking at the the picture of eternity. Right. Does this and even matter? I've said this from the pulpit. We have no, we no have perce- no perception mm-hmm. of of hell. Mm-hmm. If we did. We could not sleep at night, yeah. Knowing that we have family and yeah. we have friends mm-hmm. that if they don't change their ways, mm-hmm. they're going to be there. Yeah, and and that's that's. I mean, we get broad a... is the way that leads to destruction, right. and narrow is the way that leads to life. That's and right. we see that. And I, I, I mean, I have to pray that over my life, and I have to pray that. Uh, I mean, constantly for my family is that we would have a burden, mm. a burning desire for the lost. a for the lost people. Yes. Because if we don't, 
Well, that when that's in essence, that's what the church was meant for. It's not a country club for saints to get together and oh, I like mm-hmm. what you got on, and that looks yeah. nice, and, and we're doing this song. This is my favorite song. This is you know we're right. doing some new stuff, and the church is booming. It's about a hospital, so to speak, for the broken and for people Jesus to come in. Jesus said, "I did not come for the healthy." Yeah, or it's not the healthy who need a doctor. It's right. it's the sick. That's right. And that's so good. And, and Grace Point's a great place for mm-hmm. that. I've never seen. Absolutely. Uh, so I usually call all of these Connect cards. I've got one on my desk I got to call today. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually call all of our Connect cards. And usually we have a lot of first time guests that have been through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. They they just need a place. Yeah. And they come into Grace Point and they say, I've never felt family like I felt at Grace Point. I've never felt accepted like I did when wow. I walked through the door. People gave me a hug. People gave me coffee. People <laughs> showed awesome. me where to sit. People hugged my neck and wanted to know my name. Yeah. Like, they love that. And that is that is the spirit of Christ. Sure. To love that person, uh, even though they've been through so much. Exactly To right. To try and reach them and to try and influence them for the kingdom. Right. Uh, and that's why we do it. I mean, it's not because... We want to be known, or we want to be glorified, or we want praise down here because we remembered somebody's name. It's mm-hmm. it's to it's to expand the kingdom of heaven, and to pull people out of hell for sure. And and we've all we've all experienced that if if you've ever been in church for an extended period of time, anywhere in America, you've experienced some form of church hurt. Right. Okay. And that's you know, and then you know, of course, you've always heard the people that don't, the reason why they don't go to church, and you've heard it. I've got people in my family that said, yeah. "Well, I don't go to church because the hypocrites in the church." And I right. said, "Well, what better place for them to be in church? Maybe something oh, will rub good. off. Yeah. Maybe something something about yeah. Jesus will rub off, and they yeah. their life will can change, just yeah. like the alcoholic, just yeah. like the the drug dealer, just like mm-hmm. the the you know this or that." And so we, you know, we get this. Uh, you get. People have have distorted it, you know, yeah. and so if we're if we're not serving Jesus or we're not serving the call that He's placed on our life because of things that people have done and have said, then you know that when we stand before Christ, we have that that's not going to be an excuse. Well, well, I couldn't serve you because you know I had, you know, so and so was mean to me when I was young, yeah. and and I didn't go back to church, and He said, well, I died for you, yeah, you know. I yeah. gave it all for you, you know. So. I was uh, I was listening to a sermon yesterday uh, about getting closer to Jesus, and the pastor said, "The culture that we live in now is about finding yourself first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back a lot to a lot of what you just said. You know, somebody hurt me so long ago, yeah. and we we want to know our identity. Who are we? Who am I supposed to be before or and and not look at who is Jesus? Yeah. And that's what he asked the disciples. Mm-hmm. He said, who is it that men say that I am? Yeah. Uh, and, and when Peter answered, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, that's what, that's, mm-hmm. that's what we should identify before we try to identify who we are. Absolutely. Before we say, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is me, you know, all mm-hmm. that. Peter identified Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God, before he was called to build the church. Absolutely. And so many times we want to start all of this, but we're looking at our identity and our flaws and our family's mm-hmm. past, mm-hmm. and we don't look at Jesus, and that pulls us away from from Absolutely. where he's calling us to and Absolutely. what he wants us to do. Uh, the last part of this verse, uh, it says, So Mary treasured these things in her heart, uh, but the shepherds returned 
glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. So they gave him praise about this test this That's wonderful right. testimony that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, I think you know, I think I think we do good at that. Uh I think sometimes we, we drop it too fast. Yeah. Uh you know, we, we, we forget about it too fast, what, what God's done for us. Uh, like I mean, just for instance, so this is something that happened to me this week. I, I, I don't know why I was doing this, because I, I know better, right? <laughs> okay. I know better than to do this. I went out, and I was shooting my 30-30, sighting it in. Well, mm. I only had one earplug. Only okay. one. <laughs> so so here's the thing. So I'm a right-handed shooter. Okay. So the, the gun sits on my shoulder. Yeah. And if you've ever shot a gun before, for some reason... It's the the ear that's furthest away mm-hmm. that hurts, like that that, that yeah. gets the most ringing. And I don't know why. I want to look it up and see why. Like <laughs> scientifically, that's the thing. So I had this earplug in my left ear. Yeah. Great. I'm shooting. It's doing good. Well, I just decided. You know what? I'm gonna give this right ear a second, like like yeah. some help, and I move <laughs> this earplug over to my right ear. Bang! Shot, and my ear rang, and was I was deaf for. Over 24 hours, oh, could not goodness. hear, couldn't hear a snap Uh-oh. in my ear. And bro, I was praying, Lord, I don't want to be deaf in this ear for the rest of my life. And bro, I can hear now. And that's something that, you know, yeah. something that, something that I'll share maybe here and there, but it's not something that I'm going to give God glory for, for, for the rest of my life. And I think that's, the, I mean, the heart of a shepherd is the heart of, I mean, glorifying yeah. God for everything you've everything, seen and big and, and small you've, and you've heard and, and it yeah. goes back to the the we've heard it all our lives count your blessings count your blessings if you stop if you can sing that can, song for us <laughs> <laughs> I better not <laughs> when, when we get when we set we can stop in the craziness of life and we can stop and think back to all the things that God has done for us in us and through us whether it's blessed us or blessed somebody else yeah. It's all the work in the hand of God in our life. If we could just, if we get conditioned to see it, and mm. we can get conditioned to wow. to uh, be thankful. You know, we just came through Thanksgiving yeah. and going into Christmas, and you know, if if we could just capture, you know, the how nice people are at Christmas time, and a little more generous, and the thankfulness yeah. that we we can. Look back, you know, I'm thankful that you brought us through a pandemic. I'm mm-hmm. thankful that you brought us through, you know, the the hospital stays and this and that. And and just reflect on that and just give him praise and give him thanks for that and carry that that attitude of gratitude throughout the year. There you go. Yeah. I think uh, we all end up a little bit more uh a little bit more blessed because when you when you're counting your blessings and you recognize mm-hmm. your blessings, you're you're not focusing on the negative, right? Mm-hmm. So so those Man, things, so good. those things that are trivial that we we complain about, oh, this didn't get this break or that break, or, yeah. it it fades away because we're focused on the blessings of God. Right. So, and and you're so right, and I'm gonna finish up there, um, but you know, I mean, Scripture says that we have to have those eyes, the spiritual eyes. Mm-hmm. To see what's going on around us, mm-hmm. and when we get so focused on what's happening right now and in the moment, we can miss it. Second yeah. um, Kings six is uh, the story of Elisha and the, the 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 chariots of fire, and that when they were surrounded by the the whole city was surrounded by the army, uh, and the servant Elijah's servant was like, "Oh my goodness, we're gonna die!" And Elisha prayed. 
uh, what did he pray? I'm, I'm in it right now. He said, uh, uh, what shall we do? Do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed, said, oh, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened his eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And and that's a prayer we have to pray too, yeah, right? We have to pray that our eyes are yeah. open to see things that you know things that we won't normally see. And, and what did he say before that? They're more on our side than on theirs. They're more. So greater is he that's in us oh, than he man. that's in the world. That's right. right. Amen. That's right. So that's good. Well, we're going to leave you there. The three points. Okay, three things to take away from this. And I didn't plan these three things at all. Uh, the first thing is you need to you need to be able to, what we say? Hear the word. Mm-hmm. You need to be acce- accessible. Was that the word we were mm-hmm. using? Uh, being, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, was the, what was the A word oh, no, that we uh, used? Uh, shoot. You need available. to be available. available. <laughs> accessible is the same That's good, thing. yeah. You need to be available. Number two, you need to go after the promise. Mm. You need to be available. You need to go after the promise. And then number three is you need to testify about this thing. You need to you need to give God some glory for what you've seen and what you've heard. So those are the three things I want to challenge you with today. Um, God, I, hey, I hope you have a great Christmas. I hope that... Uh, uh, look, I wanted to say this, and I don't know why. I was just thinking about this this morning. Don't go through Christmas upset or mad at anyone that you love. Look, life is too short. You talk to them. Tell them you're sorry. It don't matter. Get over it, and y'all enjoy Christmas together as a family, okay? Life's too short to go through with unforgiveness in That's your right. heart. Amen. Um, all right, y'all. Daniel Sims. Thanks Pastor for, Daniel Sims. I do have one question for you, Daniel. We're going to end like this. PC, thanks for what having me. What is your... Oh, yeah, man. What's your favorite Christmas tradition that you have at your house? Hmm. Tell us. You know, I actually like the night before Ooh. when the kids are... They're in their PJs with their expectation of Ooh. Christmas Day. Yeah. And then it kind of takes you back to being a kid when you have kids. And yeah. you can see the joy on their face. And they're just... You know, and they're trying to be extra good because yeah. they don't want, you know, oh, it's right yeah. there at the wire. The last day. Yeah. And they're like, we, we get to bake some cookies or we're doing a gingerbread house. Or yeah. we just, we're, you know, and we're just kind of just, t- t- we're, we're talking about the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we always try to, you know, quiz our kids on and, and, and keep putting that in their spirit that why do we celebrate Christmas? Because the the world is is warring for their their attention, for their soul, and to get them off track, thinking it's about this or that. Yeah. When when we you know, so if you could, if we could keep that going, uh, you know, as they're young throughout their life, that we celebrate Christmas because of the birth of Christ and the gift that He is the ultimate gift mm-hmm. that we receive. Um, but that to me, that's just very special. Being with my kids and my wife and and seeing the joy and get to just have that family time. Uh, yeah. I feel like that you know beats any gift that they that I could get for Christmas. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's it. Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry we love Christmas. you. We'll see you on Sunday.